This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so Brian Cashman says, if you want to convict somebody... Convict me. Convicted. Guilty. You're the guy who put together this slop that you call a baseball team. So we will convict you, as I've been doing anyway for a while here. This is not on Aaron Boone. And you could pick on Aaron Boone for his decision with Domingo Herman. You know, the other night, you could pick on Aaron Boone for again. Can't wait to get into that bullpen again. Getting Marinasio out of there. Get into Clay Holmes. When are we going to realize that Clay Holmes just isn't that good? I mean, he's a decent reliever. He's not a closer. He can't be your best guy. Michael King is eventually going to be their best guy, if not already their best guy. And hopefully the usage for him will go up. But this is not on Aaron Boone's management skills, although there still leaves a lot to be desired in that regard. This is on the construction of this team. Now, where I will give the Yankees a ton of credit, and Brian Cashman is right. Not only by saying if you want to convict somebody, convict me. Bingo! Correct! You are the guy to convict. But also, don't count us out. Because the Yankees, even when things, even when the Yankees lose, they win. You get guys hurt all over the place. You play a lousy baseball game for the most part, and they still win. They still take two of three from the Cleveland Guardians. And now Cleveland stinks, but still, you got to give the Yankees credit here. Where you look at their lineup, it's amazing. And this is what the Yankees do. It is amazing how even when things are awful and it feels like, oh, my God, this is so on the Yankee-like, and who put this team together, and who are these guys, they still win 90-plus games. And I'm sure that'll be no different this year. Now, it's frustrating, and it's frustrating to hear Brian Cashman talk about, well, it's just been bad luck. <laughs> the injuries. Oh, so many injuries. Every team has injuries, okay? I don't want to hear it about the injuries, and it's the same old story with the Yankees. Well, who brought in John Carl Stanton, who can never stay healthy? It's the same thing. Who brought in Carlos Rodon? Rodon, Rodon. Who brought him in? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, no big deal. I'll be fine in October. Well, we need to see who before then. 
There may not be an October if Rodon doesn't come back anytime soon. Where is he? Severino, always hurt. Bader, always hurt. And again, potentially hurt last night. Now, hopefully, or, or tonight, I should say, hopefully everything is okay, but a scary collision. By the way, that's what happens when you have a third baseman playing left field. Notice I didn't call him a shortstop. Brian Cashman and his brilliance went out and traded for IKF, who's a third baseman, played him at shortstop last year. This year, because they felt they felt they couldn't get proper value on the trade market for him. I mean, I don't know what they're looking for. The guy's a bench player. So because they felt they couldn't get proper value back, then they turn IKF into an outfielder. The New York Yankees. Then he's playing center field when Bader's out. IKF. Now that Bader's back, yeah, let's move IKF to left field. And in his first game in left field, he nearly kills Harrison Bader. That's what happens when you have an infielder playing the outfield. This is not something the New York Yankees should ever be doing under any circumstance. Oh, there are limited moves that you could make in season in April and May and June. Yeah, obviously. That's why we wanted you to make these moves in February, in January, in December. You remember? You're the one, Cash, this is me convicting you. You're the one who said you needed a left fielder. And you're the one who neglected to get one. And then we're supposed to be sold on Aaron Hicks returning, on Jake Bowers, Willie Calhoun, Franchi Cordero. I mean, come on. Or the idea of John Carl Stan playing the outfield, please. I mean, I may be more laughable than all the other guys I just named. Did you really think John Carlo was going to be able to play the outfield and stay healthy for a full year? I knew he wasn't. How come you didn't? This is the New York Yankees. This is unacceptable. Again, the results, two out of three, fine. The results, however, when you look at the standings, the Yankees are still in last place. And it's no more Cleveland here. Now you're going to Tampa after the off day. A team that doesn't lose. The Rays are 25-6 and six to start the year. Eight and a half game lead over the Yankees. These are, these next, and they play Tampa the next seven of ten, as you know, listen to the postgame. And they got the three games with Oakland in between. But three starting this Friday in Tampa Bay at the Trop, that house of horrors for the Yankees. And then four back home in the Bronx next starting next Thursday. Seven of ten with Tampa. Not to mention a four-game series with Toronto follows. This is, I know it's mid-May, and I know it sounds crazy, and I know it's the Yankees, and they always win. One way or another, the Yankees find themselves into the postseason. Could be a wild-card game, whatever. They find themselves 90 wins. They find themselves a wild-card berth. However, nothing is guaranteed. And if the Yankees aren't careful over these next 10, 14 games here, the next two weeks, with, you know, with that four-game series in Toronto, they can find themselves buried in the AL East. Yeah, you could wait until guys can come back. Yeah, the good thing is, and, and Cashman's right, Like this is not, well, the Yankees are maxed out, and we'll get to the crappy Mets in a second. See, and that's where the Mets have an issue. Their guys are there, and they're losing series left and right here to the Nationals and the Tigers. They're so pathetic, I couldn't even start the show with them. I mean, come on, that's how bad the Mets have been. But what's their excuse? Their guys are there. At least the Yankees have an excuse. And yes, when, ideally, if they get these guys back healthy, Stanton, Rodon, then they should look a little bit better. You know, Severino coming back. 
they should look a little bit better. I can't say that Josh Donaldson's going to come back and the Yankees are going to be better. Also, he talked about it, how it's a combination of also trying to get production from young guys. Well, what has Oswaldo Cabrera done? The answer, nada. He's done nada. Volpe, at least, is a ball player, you can tell, but he's a rookie ball player. He's a young kid trying to learn his way, both offensively and defensively. So you know you're going to be, you know, the Yankees had him batting ninth to start the year. Now with the injuries, he's in there atop the order. So you understand that a little bit. Uh, you give them a break a little bit there. But there's a lot here that is not excused by injury. You know, Josh Donaldson wasn't hurt all last year, was he? What happened? He was terrible. So who's to say that he was going to be good if he were healthy anyway? Is that a really big loss? No, the answer is no, it's not. You know, pitching, they've been ravaged. It happens. So have other teams. Now, the good news is they have the guys there if they can come back and if they can remain healthy. Those are big ifs. And right now, where they're trying to stay afloat in the American League East, it's ugly. And they're fortunate to be able to squeeze out a win, but they did. They won two of three. After losing, you know, four straight and three of four in Texas, they bounce back, take two of three from the Guardians. But now the real test will be here for Brian Cashman's Yankees. Keep their head above water. And I don't even know, like, is their head above water right now? You want to say, yeah, because the record's two games over 500. They're eight and a half games back. It's early, sure. It's early. But what happens if that gets to double digits after these next 10 games? Is it still early? Not only are they eight and a half games back, they've got four teams in front of them. Four. Now, ultimately, do I think the Red Sox are better than the Yankees? No, I don't. Do I think the Orioles are going to be able to make this stick? I mean, I don't know what to think with the Orioles anymore. Are they actually good? 30 games, they're 20 and 10. I mean, pretty darn good. And they were they overachieved last year by many people's accounts. They got a young team. They're playing good baseball. You start to have some success, that breeds confidence, which then breeds more success. You know, Toronto's a, a you know dangerous team, and obviously the Rays are the Rays. So forget about the rest of baseball. Forget about the American League. Just look at their own division right now. And you could say, well, yeah, the Yankees won a series even with Willie Calhoun being the main contributor. But are they good enough even when they get in that look? Judge, obviously, if they don't get him back, and they're expecting to get him back soon, so it's not that big of a deal with him being out for a little while, assuming that he comes back when eligible uh, you know, Monday against the A's. So that's not even one that you, you, you count. And plus, he's been here the majority of the year. So he's just missed a few games here. This is not about losing Aaron Judge. Now, uh, on top of everything else, does it help? No, obviously. You'd like to have him in there. But even with him in there, the Yankees are still thin. It's Judge, Rodon, uh, Sevy, Stanton. It's a combination of, of everything kind of all at once for the Yankees. But still, it's the same thing every year. Well, we have the guys that just hurt. Well, whose fault is that? You can't blame the trainers, right? Are you going to blame the players? Well, I mean, injuries happen. Sometimes freak injuries, sometimes not. Whatever. Injuries happen. But if it's the same guys and you don't have the proper depth to overcome it and you're the New York Yankees, you know what? I am going to convict the general manager. 
So thank you for giving me the approval to do so, Cash. You're convicted. And it's not just this year. This dates back. You know, he talks about Frankie Montas like he was any good. Dude, Frankie Montas sucked. He sunk before you got him, and he sucked even worse after you got him. That wasn't the move to make. Everybody knows the move to make was Luis Castillo. You didn't do it because you didn't want to give up what it would have taken to get him. Guess what? You got what you paid for. You went the cheaper route. You got Frankie Montas. He's useless. You want to talk about the trades in the past of guys who, well, yeah, guys we acquired, they you know perform well before, and then they perform well afterward. Yeah, but that's on you for bringing me soft players in here who can't handle New York. Stop looking at the damn analytics and the stats. Look a little deeper. Figure out what makes them tick. Figure out if they can handle some adversity in New York. You should know by now. You've been here long enough. It's not just, well, Sonny Gray looks good on paper. Let's bring him in. Joey Gallo, all he does is home runs. Let's bring him in. It's not a coincidence that these guys are decent elsewhere, suck here, and then go perform better when they leave here. One or two, maybe. I mean, you're talking multiple guys for multiple years. The construction of this team, not just this year, for years has been an issue. And while we are convicting Brian Cashman with his approval, I do want to say that I understand he's a great general manager, and I don't use that term loosely. Brian Cashman is a great general manager. He's had great success, and I think if he left here, it'd be fun to watch him go somewhere else and see if he could build a team without, you know, not just the payroll, but without all the resources that the Yankees have given him in forever. I'm not saying that that's why he's had success, because sometimes I think that could be a detriment to general managers, where you know a lot of teams would have signed Jacoby Ellsbury. If they could have, a lot of teams couldn't have signed Jacoby Ellsbury. So they get a break. Cashman has more resources, more money, so he's making more mistakes. So I'm not knocking him just for that. It's time for a new vision with the Yankees. It's not working and it seems to be getting worse the year to make the move was a couple years ago when they lost and they lost in that wild card game where they were a team that was looking like they weren't going to make the playoffs the majority of the year they ended up winning 92 games after he traded for Rizzo and Gallo brought in some reinforcements but then they lose in a wild card game anyway that was the year to make a change they didn't they doubled down They try to change a little bit of the philosophy, finally moving on from Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt and trying to bring in a little more balance. But even that was a miserable failure with Josh Donaldson and IKF. Horrible mistake. And then this year, they really didn't get any better outside of Rodon. I mean, you had Bader coming back for a full year where last year was a trade acquisition, but we haven't even seen him because he's been hurt. And we haven't seen Rodon. So it's basically the same team they brought back last year with some injuries, and that team last year wasn't good enough. They played over their heads the first couple of months. Maybe not as bad as they showed the second half, but somewhere in between. Bottom line is, any way you slice it, the Yankees aren't constructed well enough. Prove me wrong when you get healthy. If, if you get healthy, everybody healthy. Prove me wrong. Go out there and and do what the Yankees are supposed to do. Make it to the postseason. I don't care if they win the division. Just get into the playoffs. We've seen that work. Have Garrett Cole be the dominant ace that he is. He's the best pitcher in baseball. And then go out there and get to a World Series. Forget about winning one. Get to a World Series. It's been too long. 
877-337-6666. We'll get to your calls on the other side, plus the hapless Mets. I mean, we mentioned them. What an embarrassment. Getting swept by the Detroit Tigers in a doubleheader with Max Scherzer getting lit up. Unacceptable. More of that on the other side as well. Who's got the update here, Connor? All right, we'll throw it to Pete McCarthy, get you updated, then your calls on the other side, do some Mets as well. 877-337-6666. Let's get updated. Here's Pete McCarthy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Doncic, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <clears throat> Is this thing on? <clears throat> Here we go. Get to your Yankee calls in a second. I do want to just get to the awful Mets, if I may, for a moment. You cannot. This is not even about, look, a couple of things here. The Mets have done stuff. So when you people say, oh, don't panic about the Mets. And look, ultimately, see, the Mets need to prove that they can do what the Yankees have done for so long. That is sustained success. That even when we knock and criticize the Yankees, it's on a curve, the Yankee curve. We're not ripping them like there's some embarrassment. I mean, look at their lineup right now. It doesn't look very good. You could call it an embarrassment uh, most nights uh, recently. But still understand that even in a bad year, the Yankees win 90 games and make the postseason. Can't say that for the Mets yet because this is really year two now. I know Cohen's been here a little bit longer than that, but you know last year was the first big year for them with 101 wins. They had some success making it to the postseason. But I don't trust that they're going to have sustained success. I believe in the owner, and I believe he's going to do whatever it takes to win. I need to see this team actually do it, though, before we just say, well, the Mets will be okay. They'll get to the postseason. I believe that's the case, but I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. And when you look at what this team has done so far to start this year, they've already done things in a month and a week that they didn't do at all last year. I mean, they lost, what, one series last year, uh, their first series in May? This year, not only have they lost series right out of the gate, they have now lost three straight series. I would venture to say they didn't do that at all last year. Without even checking, I'm pretty much guaranteeing they didn't lose three straight series at all last year. Again, don't know that for a fact. But losing two out of three to the Nationals, losing two out of three to the Braves, and now at worst, or excuse me, minimum, losing two out of three to the Tigers. Unacceptable. They've lost eight of ten overall and have not looked good in doing so. Now, I know it's been, you know, the weather has gotten to them, the postponements and all that stuff, and their rotation has been hit hard. But again, no excuses. 
And Max Scherzer pitched tonight. What's his excuse? Now, I want to love Max Scherzer. I do. I've said it. I love Max Scherzer. I love the addition of him. Love his attitude. Love his competitive nature. However, this is the Max Scherzer that got lit up by the Braves in the biggest game of the year last year in the regular season. A big part of that sweep. This is the same Max Scherzer that got knocked out against San Diego. And what was the theme all offseason long? Ah, he was hurt. He was hurt. He wasn't healthy. He was hurt. He was hurt. Okay, fine. So what's the excuse now? Because Max Scherzer, you know, in and out, the suspension, whatever, he comes back, he gets lit up. And he is concerned about his velocity being down a tick or two. Well, what? I mean, dude, you got to fix that. Steve Cohen can't be paying Max Scherzer $43 million a year for him to now worrying about his velocity being down. That's a problem. Is Max Scherzer finished? I mean, that's got to be a legitimate question here. The Max Scherzer that we once knew, the one that Steve Cohen paid over $40 million a year for, is he toast? It pains me to say that because I love the guy. But I don't love this version of Max Scherzer. Getting tattooed by the Tigers? Then you worry about the spin rate being down. So was there something to the rosin, sweat, slash alcohol? What is going on with Max Scherzer? All the rest that he had. You would think he'd come back refreshed. But that is not the case. So what is up with Max Scherzer? That is a legit concern. It was a concern to start the year. We have not seen it. We are now in May, and we have not seen what the Mets thought they were getting in Max Scherzer. Even a little bit lesser version. All right, you don't need the Cy Young Award winner that the Nationals had all those years. You understand that there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off where the guy's almost 40 years old. Sure. But to this level, they cannot win like this. You know, and the other thing, and we're going to see Justin Verlander's Mets debut tomorrow afternoon. Well, it's about freaking time. I mean, between the $40 million for Scherzer, $40 million for Verlander, you, 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 you have, and you haven't seen either of them yet. Literally haven't seen Verlander on the mound for the Mets. And with Scherzer, you haven't seen any semblance of what you're supposed to be getting. And then you wonder why the Mets have struggled. Now, it's not just that. It's the lineup as well. Lindor's had a miserable start to his year. That's all you want to say. One month, whatever, that's fine. You, know, you look at the lineup, it's not really deep. Vogelback and Canna, and they're trying to also work in some rookies with Beatty and Alvarez. Just not good enough. You know, they lose Diaz before the year. That's a huge blow. Bullpen is good, not great. David Robertson has been great. But outside of that, you know, some other guys have been okay. Uh, outside of that, yeah, I trust Adovino. He's blowing game one. It just can't happen. This was supposed to be kind of a restart for the Mets and their season with Scherzer, Verlander, back-to-back. All right, you blow game one, fine. Put it behind you, move on. Scherzer's on the mound. Go get him, big boy. I mean, they're playing the Tigers. The Tigers stink. Six runs and three and a third inning for Max Scherzer coming off 10 days rest because of the suspension? Or longer than that because it was 10 games. I mean, so this was just about pitching and getting healthy? Take a freaking rehab start then. Have somebody else go out there. Maybe Jose Buto would have fell better against a, a, a fared better against the Tigers. Because this was a miserable fail for Max Scherzer. Can't happen. And it's not just one game. It's been last year's two biggest games down the stretch: Atlanta and then San Diego in the playoffs. The start of this year, and now this. Another, like, how many fresh starts is Scherzer going to get here? 
So this is just a, the kind of the pseudo rehab start. All right, yeah, we'll give him one more start. If he doesn't go out there and dominate his next start, which should be against Cincinnati, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, against Cincinnati, I'm waving the white flag on the season. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Because they cannot, and we'll see what's in store for Verlander tomorrow. The Mets cannot win without Scherzer and Verlander atop that rotate. They're built on those two guys. And that's the difference. You know, the Yankees at least have legitimate excuses. Excuses, which I don't really want to hear, but they are legitimate. The team that they assembled coming into the year has not been there. Not even close to it. The Mets, for the most part, and look, Diaz got hurt. Nothing you can do about it. I didn't let him play in the World Baseball Classic. You did. That's not my problem. That's a you problem. That happens. Unfortunately, it happened to them, but it happens. So forget him. He doesn't count anymore. The lineup is whole. Outside of uh, Narvaez, the lineup is whole. So it's just Scherzer and Verlander. And now Verlander comes back. So no more excuses. And it already got off to a bad start getting swept by the Tigers. 877-337. What a great night of baseball. 877-337-6666. Steve starts us off in Mayapak. What's up, Steve? I'm listening to that update on hold. What is this, the Devils a template? They lose the first game 5-1, second game 5-1, make a goalie change, and then uh, win four out of five? Is that what they're trying to I, do? I don't want to talk about the Devils to start the show. Nobody cares. And I'll, um, get, to, I'll get to them in a little bit, but I don't want to talk about the Devils. We're talking baseball. Uh, Toronto, I, I agree with you. Tampa, I, I can't figure this out with Tampa Bay and the Sting. I would, I could see Toronto being the record Tampa Bay has with their roster, and then Tampa Bay being where Toronto is. That I don't understand how t- Tampa Bay does this all the time. Well, this is just incredible what they're doing. Well, this is going to be a big series, then, Steve. I mean, you look at this series going in a trap. Yankees, it's been a house of horrors for them. Tampa Bay obviously has had, you know, they, they haven't lost this year. They lost six games, yeah. for goodness sake. And seven of the next ten are going to be against the Yankees. Four year, which is good. But still, I mean, you know, Judge may be back. You expect to have him back for those four at home. But going into the trap this weekend, Yankees got to be careful here. You know what the Yankees, you know what the Yankees and Mets are a product of? Last year, this jokey wild card, like four teams making it, you know, 86 wins. The Phillies won 86 last year, right, and got in. And seeing teams like that, Seattle, I think, won 86. They're seeing these teams get in with 86 wins. By the way, both the Yankees and Mets are on pace for that. So they just put it in cruise control, get their players back late, and that's what baseball's come to. You know, you just, I don't, I think you, if you right. were honest and you answered but, their management, who cares? Who cares? Uh, what's the big deal about well, because, the three be, wild card series? You get it because you know, each way. Well, you'd rather have a bye. No, first of all, you'd rather have a bye. You always want to win the division and have one less series. I mean, ask the Mets last year. I mean, they could have had a bye and gotten in the second round. They should have because they should have won that division. They choked it away. Oh, but I you, would love look, that. I'm always for the division. But what baseball's come to now is they're rewarding wild card teams. I understood. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no off days. I think Understood. Really Here's the thing, though, Steve. You don't get a wild card if you finish in fifth place. If you finish in last place in your division, you're not making the playoffs. Well, they're not going to finish. They're going to win at least 80. Both teams are going to win at least 85, 86, 87 games. They're going to get in no problem. It's a joke. I, I mean, I don't know that that – I mean, look, we assume, and thank you for the call, Steve. We assume that'll be the case. You don't know that. You don't know that. Now, the Mets happen to be very fortunate that their division is lousy outside of Atlanta. 
So you look at their team. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you would expect the Mets are going to be better than the Marlins and the Nationals with certainty. Phillies probably going to get a little bit better, and maybe the Mets and Phillies fight for a wild card spot. You're right. Playoffs, making the playoffs should be a foregone conclusion for teams that spend as much as the Mets and Yankees do. Like, if the Mets didn't make the playoffs, it would be an, an embarrassment of epic proportions. Something that they're familiar with over you know the history of the franchise, of course, but it would be an, a, a total embarrassment. I don't expect that to be the case, but settling for a playoff spot, while it's okay and while you could still do damage in a postseason, that's not the goal. Steve Cohen did not assemble the most expensive roster in Major League Baseball history to sneak into the playoffs. How come the Braves don't? You know, why do the Braves and Rays dominate with consistency in recent years? Why is that the case? Why do they make it look so damn easy, but the New York teams make it look hard? Now you're right. Maybe they both make the playoffs. They better both make the playoffs, and we expect that that's going to be the case. However, this is not the start that either team was looking for. Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Sal? What's going on? How are you, Jimmy? I'm waiting to have fun with Sal. Hey, Sal. I'm ready for you. you how come people call you up? I mean, you bullied them. That guy calls you. wants to talk about the devil. But, like, they're waiting on a hole to call you. Like, why do you do that to people? I mean, you're well, you having I'll... to do it. You treat people pretty bad. They're trying to call you up, man. And you treat people like Jimmy. That. Jimmy. He called to talk about the Yankees, and he started talking about the Devils. I'm not All starting right, well, my well, show. Well, you should say that then during your show, Sal. Maybe I just did. Show, you, lead, you lead off about the Yankees when you should be leading off about Max Scherzer, who you started off last week when he got caught cheating. Bye, Jimmy. Jimmy, get lost. Hey, do me a favor, Connor. Block Jimmy. That's it. He's done. I'm done with him. I'm not being told by anybody what to do. My father is dead. I will not have anybody tell me how to do my show and how to act. I know what I'm doing here, Jimmy. Do me a favor. Get lost. I don't need to hear it from you. You're not my father. Get lost. Goodness gracious. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm starting to show talking about the Yankees. You're a Yankee fan. You want to hear me talk about the Mets? Get lost. I'm done with it. I'm done with Jimmy. Who do you think you are telling me how to do my show? Goodness, I'm talking about the Yankees. That's a story. Caller comes on and wants to talk about the Devils. I don't want to talk about the Devils. Certainly not now. It's on my notes. I'll get to it. I got three hours. I'll get to the Devils. I am not leading this show where New York baseball is the story, whether it's the Yankees or the Mets, talking Devils. I'm allowed to do that, Jimmy. I'm allowed to do that. What you are not allowed to do is call me and tell me what I should be doing for my show. It doesn't work like that. Now, you want to get your own show, who's stopping you? Not me. You get your own show. You can talk about the Devils. You can talk about Max Church. You can talk about whatever you want. But when I'm here, I'm going to talk about what I want. And I'm not being rude to him. I'm just telling him I don't want to talk about the Devils. You called. You told the producer you want to talk about the Yankees. That's how it works. We're talking Yankees. I'm not starting the show with that. And now look what you call and talk about. And that's why you're banned. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'm sorry. I appreciate the support. It was nice meeting you last year at the draft. You're a loyal listener and a loyal caller. I'm not dealing with it. I don't need you to tell me what to do. Ed is calling from Mohegan. What's up, Ed? What do you say, Sal? Listen, um, I, look, and I'm a Cashman guy, but this is something that I haven't heard from any host yet. If you're hell-bent on getting rid of Cashman, and I'm not, but if you are, 
Who's going to replace him? Which man? Well, they're not getting rid of Cashman, so it's a moot. It's a moot point. I mean, they're not getting rid of him. You're not getting rid of him, right? They signed him to an extension. I understand that, but we're still hearing he's convicted. Get rid of him. I hear he said everybody's show. He he said the article. I read right. the article. He said, if you're going to convict somebody, convict me. But all I hear in every show is how you have to get rid of Cashman. He's got to go. The, the extension was ridiculous. The thing is, let's just say he didn't sign the extension, okay? Let's just say his, his contract is up at the end of the year. Who is the person that you're replacing him with? Who do you think that can do the job better? Because I don't subscribe to it's time for a change, it's time for a new vision for any, for any player or manager. I never understood that. I just want to know who you would put in his place that you think would do half as well, good a job. Why don't you understand that it's time for a change, time for a different vision? I mean, it happens in sports all the time. Why don't you subscribe to that? Does. They did the same thing when they let Girardi go and brought Boone in. And I like the jobs Boone. The, the Exa- job that's exactly right. And I said the same thing two years ago. The Yankees should tell Brian Cashman what he told Joe Girardi. Thank you for your service. You did a great job. It's time for a change. That's exactly right. I don't subscribe. I don't. I don't believe in it. I think. Okay. So then. So then. What would be. What would be your answer, Ed? What would be your answer for this team that hasn't been to a World Series since 2009? How are you fixing it? Let's wait to see how the season plays out. Because yeah, they might be in last place, but it's a strong last place. If they were in the East, if they were, excuse me, if they were in the Central or the West. Oh, that's a new one. That's a new one. A strong last place. Yeah, maybe they'll get a, a participation award. It, thank you, Ed, for the call. We appreciate checking in. Maybe they'll get a participation award. A strong last place. That's a new one. Yeah, they're the Yankees. They're, they're in a strong last place. Look, I'm not saying the Yankees are going to finish in last place, but this is not just about this year. If you think it's just about right now, one month, you're not paying attention. This is a culmination of the last several years of failure, of falling short. It's been the same thing over and over again. Now, if you're okay with that, and apparently the Yankees are because they brought Cashman back. If you're okay with that, you know, building a team good enough to get into the postseason but and hoping one year you break through every year since 2009, which is a very long time ago now, especially for the Yankees. If you're okay with that, that's on you. I'm not. But again, I would have made this change years ago. So I would have been ahead of the curve here. We're now two years behind where I would have made the move. And it doesn't matter because the Yankees aren't making a change. So then let's say, okay, how are they getting better? And you know what the answer was from Brian Cashman? Hope. Hope that these guys return and hope that they do what the Yankees expect them to do. That's how they then get better. I mean, I don't know about you. To me, that doesn't sound good enough. And if it's not going to be moving Cashman, it's not, then he's got to change the look of this team. And another thing I've been saying, John Carlston, I would have tried to move him years ago. He's part of the problem because you're built to rely on him to produce, and he's never healthy, and he's way too streaky. He's a problem. So fine, you don't you don't want to talk about you know, and usually everybody calls and talks about firing the manager. That I don't think he's going to do anything. It's not Aaron Boone's fault. And I'm not saying fire Brian Cashman. I'm saying I would have made a change years ago. They're not going to do that. That's obvious. So there's no point in talking about it. So what now? 
Now you have to hope that the guys that he brought here in the first place get healthy, stay healthy, and then produce. And I don't believe that they will. I don't think the Yankees are good enough to win a World Series. And that's the ultimate goal. So let's say they don't do it again this year. Even if they right the ship and get back to the playoffs and save the year and Cashman makes trades at the deadline, they go out there, win 90-plus games, maybe win around in the postseason, but ultimately fall short of the World Series again. What are you going to do? Same thing again next year. Well, now it's year two of Volpe. Peraza's going to be an everyday player. You know, let's see, this year maybe we get a healthy Rodone with Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? You, you can't just keep doing the same thing year after year and hope for a different result. A lot of times in sports, you know, you think, now look, some of these head coaches in the NFL are overmatched, but or, or whatever, the NHL, you see it all the time, how coaches change every year. Gerard Gallant, for example. You know, there's talk about him getting fired after two years. This guy was a, one of the more successful head coaches with the Rangers. So why, after just two years, are you going to fire him? Different voice in the locker room. Maybe the message isn't getting through. Whatever. Now, maybe it's a little different with head coaches as opposed to front office members. Brian Cashman has been here a long time. It's been one vision. I'm not saying it's all him. Obviously, it's his front office. But he's been running things this entire time. And very successful, I might add. Obviously. But it hasn't been good enough. And sometimes in sports, you need to change just for the sake of changing. That's what I would have done with the Yankees. But we're not gonna, they're not going to do that, so it doesn't matter. So how do they get better? His answer was hope for these guys. Let's wait and see what happens when hopefully we get these guys back and then they go out there and produce. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sal Akata back on the fan. It's unbelievable to me. Like, I'm in a good mood. I feel good about, you know, we get, unfortunately, we, I don't feel good about where the teams are going with the Yankees and Mets, but we're talking baseball today, right? The last couple days, it was Rangers on Monday. It was Knicks on Tuesday. Now we got Yankees and Mets. We'll do plenty of um, everything tomorrow. We're on 7 to midnight. And I want to do a, a Rangers recap spot. Maybe we'll get a, a Mets and Yankees guest as well. Maybe do a little NBA spot, whatever. But we have tomorrow we could do it all. But tonight's a clear baseball night. I'm doing a strong open on the Yankees off of all the news today with Cashman and mention the Yankees win. Rip the Mets a little bit. And the first caller, and it's not his fault necessarily, but he brings up the Devils. Like, I'm not talking Devils. I'm allowed to say that. And there's a reason why it bothers me. 
Like you got to stick to the topic at hand. He wanted. He, told, he said he was calling to talk about the Yankees. Stick to the topic at hand. So anyway, I tell him we have a call, and then Jimmy decides that he's the police. Like he's going to police my show. Enough of it. This guy does it all the time. I'm not doing it. I don't want to be aggravated when we're doing these shows. Jimmy is a guy who aggravates me. Therefore, I'm not taking you anymore. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You don't like it. That's tough. I've given you plenty of opportunity. Plenty. If, you, if this is the first time you're hearing this, this, this is Jimmy's routine. For two years, he's been doing this crap. Enough. I mean, you call and talk about the sports. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about the sports. 877-337-6666. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Hi, Sal. Sal, I'm so frustrated, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm watching the ninth inning of this second game. They look so lifeless. Uh, Alonzo, three pitches, strikes out. Canna hits the first ball, fly ball, first pitch, fly ball. I mean, it just looked like they wanted to go back to their goddamn hotels and, and, and get a good night's sleep. I mean, this team has no guts, out, no heart, and this is why they're going nowhere. I don't even well, know make the playoffs, Sal. And you know what? I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say they're gutless and heartless. I mean, my issue is not necessarily with the Mets overall, although their team looks worse than it did a year ago. My issue tonight specifically is with Max Scherzer. They need Max to be what he was the majority of his career, or at least something close to that. Right now, he's not anything close to that, and that is their biggest problem. Yeah, so what do you do, Sal? He's got a player option next year. Are you going to put this guy on the team next year for $40 million? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Ken. It crossed my mind tonight. One of the first things I was thinking about was it, it, they cannot pick up his option. It's as simple as that. They can't pick it up. I mean, if, if Max is going to be like this, it's time for the Mets. It's not just about Max, but it's also about – see, here's the the real truth of the matter is – that the BC Mets, before Cohen, put themselves in such a hole that the Mets and Cohen, when he took over, the AC Mets, had no, after Cohen, had no choice but to overspend on top-end pitching the way that they did. They didn't want to middle-of-the-road it and go get some decent guy and pay him $100-plus million anyway, so why not load up on two veterans who you can trust for the most part, even though they're older, and... Just pay him, you know, forty million per year. I like the strategy. It hasn't worked so far with Max Scherzer, and we haven't seen Verlander take the mound yet. His Mets debut will be tomorrow, so that's something that they need to really evaluate in the offseason. But for now, Max Scherzer is a major concern. Yeah, but he, he, if he, when you have a player option, Sal, is it up to the player or the team? Oh, is it a player option? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, then they're screwed. Then he's going to take that. <laughs> he's going to take that, I mean, and he's going to be here. Problem. That's a big yeah, problem. Well, I mean, that's why I called you a month ago. I don't know if you remember. I said, you know what? I would think about trading Max the end of July or whatever and getting rid of him, so you don't have to worry about that situation next year. Because Sal, we got to take that forty million and put it. This team. Yeah, it is a player option. Sal, is it built well for four hundred million dollar team? It is a player option, and thank you for the call, Ken. It is a player option. I remember that now because Scherzer was talking about it. Uh, I think he was asked about it before the year, and he says, you know, we'll see. I, I uh, wanted to make sure that the Mets are committed to winning, and that's why the option's in there, blah, 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 blah. He's not going to get uh, another 
offer like that, I wouldn't think, if he continues to have the year that he's having here. Now, there's a long way to go. Maybe he writes the ship, but you cannot tell me it is not a concern right now for the Mets, Max Scherzer's performance. They could say that they're not concerned. They have to be concerned because it dates back to the end of last year as well. It's a big concern. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? So I'm really disgusted, and I, I want to talk about the Mets, but it gives my two cents on that thing with the caller. You told the guy you didn't want to talk Devils, and he spoke about something else. You didn't hang up on the guy. So like, Correct. We moved that. on. Right. But it's exactly right. It's a non-issue as far as I'm concerned. That's just my two cents. Now, well, no, I appreciate, I appreciate that, Chris, but then the then Jimmy's got to call and make it a big issue. Like, it was a non-issue. Yeah. He mentioned the Devils. I said, I don't want to talk about Devils. Nobody cares. You want to talk about the Yankees? And then we had a decent call about the Yankees. Like, end of story. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so I just wanted to say that, man. But let's Sal, here's the thing about Scherzer. My theory, he has not been the same since he didn't pitch in that Dodgers postseason uh, series because he had a dead arm, right. whatever they said. Now, he's had glimpses last year. But Sal, what I'm saying, I'm certainly no expert, but I watch the game a lot. He's not striking anybody on fastballs anymore like he used to. And there's a big difference between 92 and 95. You don't have to throw 100. But his stuff has radically declined. Radically declined. And I don't. And, think that's, a, now, and that's a problem. Yes, it is a problem. And I don't know how it's going to come back. If he didn't, he could have been amped up and jacked up after not sitting on his butt for 10 days. I mean, this is a disgrace. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting hacked with them. And I, I have to tell you, Sal, I think we're at a little bit of a crossroads with Buck, too. You, I love Buck. Don't get me wrong. But I think Buck needs to start, like, thinking about some of his posturing at the end of this and what he can do. He needs to maybe start being more vocal about, like, this team came in with big expectations. He knew it. He said it. Everyone said it. We got to start changing the tone narrative about what the expectation is, and I'm sick of hearing about. I think I think Buck knows. Now I don't know this. I look, Buck is not stupid. The one thing we know, he's one of the most brilliant baseball minds that there is, right? I think he knows this team doesn't have it. They're just not as good as they were last year. Now, you could argue they overachieved to a certain extent last year. This team, and I felt it, especially with the Diaz injury, look, sometimes it's not your year. Maybe this is the step back to then take a big step forward. This team right now, it ain't it. It's as simple as that. That This team, they're built with the payroll and you know the idea of Scherzer, Verlander on paper. They're built to go out there and compete to win a World Series. This is not a World Series contending team. It's as simple as that. You're right, Sal. And if you go down the line, you've done this. So we've done it. Marte not looking as good. Canna not looking as good. And those and and some of those people were marginal to begin with. And you know. And then listen, Marte is a big problem. He, he's a big problem too because he he he's a big key atop that order. He's Marte was the guy who was undervalued and underappreciated last year because everybody talked about Alonzo and Lindor being the two stars. Marte was that third guy. Now, look, maybe Brandon Nimmo's better, and that can make up for some of it, but they need Starling Marte to produce, and he just has not. He doesn't look good defensively or offensively. Yeah, that's how. Look, I know I'm getting reactive now, but I'm just going to throw this out to you. Why do we – look, Guillaume, I know everyone loves him with the glove. I get it. But honestly, I mean, if this keeps going like this, would you not want to see Ronnie Mauricio up here and play instead of Guillaume? And would you not want to see Vientos play instead of Escobar? I mean, if it's going to continue like this? 
I'm not going to go nuts, Chris, and thank you for the call with begging for the younger guys. Because to me, you're already – look, they already got Beatty and Alvarez in that lineup as pretty much regulars now. Beatty is the everyday third baseman, and Alvarez has been the primary catcher here at at least the last several games. You're already relying too heavily on rookies when you have the highest payroll in baseball. You should not be having to dig in even deeper. Now, I'm not opposed to seeing what Mauricio and Vientos could do at this level, but I don't believe – the way that most fans do. Oh, yeah, well, Vientos hitting home runs left and right in the minors. Bring him up, and he's going to do that. No. You've seen what happens with the Yankees, with Peraza or Oswaldo Cabrera or Volpe. I mean, Volpe dominated the spring. He's struggling offensively to start the first month plus now. And he's good. He's one of the good ones. I don't know that Vientos is a major league offensive player. I don't know. And by the way, even Beatty to a certain extent. Yeah, he's produced. He's not producing to the level he did at AAA. Alvarez, it's taken him a while to finally start look like he belongs. I don't know about Vientos or Mauricio. They're raking at AAA. Sure, it's a different story in the big leagues. I'm not opposed to it at some point, but that can't be the answer. That is not going to save this team. Max is calling from Amityville. What's up, Max? You're a little excited tonight, young man. I'm going to tell you that nobody is ever going to fire Mr. Cashman. It's not going to happen. He has something that most people aren't aware of, and that's trust. The Steinbrenners trust him. He's got the best people surrounding him, and you guys all talk about he should do this, that, the other thing. You're all a bunch of dimwits. He's never going anywhere. It's all about the injury. Max, Max, do you have a problem hearing? Yes. Yes, oh, okay. So let me let me clear it up for you then, because I before I, I said this before. I'm going to say it now that I'm talking to you directly. Let's see if I can get this through to you. I already said that Brian Cashman isn't going anywhere, and I it's a moot point. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. They right. don't get it. He's never so then people are stupid. And this is the other thing. All right, I want to talk about Mr. Rogers. Are you people kidding me or what? You let this non-vaccinated guy like Joe. Bye, Max. Bye, Max. <laughs> my God. Oh. oh, my God. I-, I can't do this. I seriously can't do this. I ever tell you I host a TV show Monday through Friday on SNY, 6 p.m., although when the Mets start at 640, it's a 530 start. But, boy, is that fun. Now, I love taking callers. Don't get me wrong. I am. I was a caller. I used to call. And then I started working behind the scenes, you know, 20 years ago, interning and cutting tape and running the board, producing, answering calls. And now I'm taking calls. And when you do it three, four, five hours a night, five days a week, you go through a lot of calls. And while it is the minority of calls, because the majority of callers are great, they actually call, they get to the point, they have something they want to discuss, they're respectful, we have a great conversation. And I truly do love it. I live for it. To me, that's how sports talk is. That's what it should be. The host or the hosts and the callers. But when you get these knuckleheads, I mean, we've been on the air now for what? 45 minutes, almost an hour here? And already, already I've gotten two that that make me contemplate my career choice. I mean, not only are we not talking about Aaron Rodgers in football right now, 
this guy brings up his vaccination status. Like anybody in New York at this point specifically gives a flying bleep about that. Do you know what Jet fans care about? Let me educate you, Max, because you're calling us dimwits or whatever the word that you use. And I'm assuming by us, you mean either the callers or the hosts, whatever, because you seem to clearly have it all figured out. Let me tell you something and open up your ears for this one because you said you don't have a problem hearing. Just want to make sure. No Jet fan gives a flying bleep about what Aaron Rodgers' vaccination status is. You know what they care about? They care about when he goes out there and takes the field for the first time that he performs at a high level, the level that we've seen him perform at throughout his entire career. You understand? That's all that matters right now. So get lost with your political BS and your views. I don't care about that. We're talking about sports right now, and we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers right now. Although, if you want, I guess we could. 877-337-6666. More of your calls. I'm crossing my fingers right now. When we return, Sal Licata on the fan. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. First time we've really had a little bit of a breather here between the Rangers and the Knicks. It feels like every day it's been one or the other. Knicks on a little bit of a hiatus here. You know how the NBA does these series. So the Knicks play... Game two on Tuesday. They do not play again until Saturday. Uh, that's when game three will take place in Miami, 3.30 in the afternoon. Rangers obviously won't play again until next October. They're going home. I do want to talk some Rangers tomorrow, though. Uh, try to get a guest on and recap their season. And really, not even recap their season, just more look ahead to what changes we might be looking at uh, for the Rangers. 877-337-6666. Jose is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Jose? Jose, you there? All right. Jose, apparently, uh, let's put him on hold because I didn't want to get to him. Tom is calling from Florida. What's up, Tom? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. How are you, Tom? Uh, not too bad. Um, you know, going into this year, you know, as a diehard Mets fan, I really thought, based on what the Braves did and what the Mets didn't do in the offseason, I just thought they weren't good enough to win the division. And now we're really seeing it. And, I mean, I, I think it's still pretty early, so they can obviously turn it around. And, you know, I think their chances of making the playoffs are still somewhat high. But it is very concerning to see what we're seeing now. Um, I, I just don't really understand, though, how, like, in the off season they really didn't address the BH when you had guys like J.D. Martinez and Trey Mancini out there. And it, it, it always seems like they're just one or two players behind on what they need to get to the next level. Um, you know, but let I, me ask I, you this, though. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me, let me just ask you, Tom. And I understand what you're saying, and I feel like they mm-hmm. needed that five-hole hitter. I still think Correa was the only difference maker out there. Like, if you had if the Mets signed Trey Mancini or J.D. Martinez, you think their season's any different from what it is right now? Um. Slightly, but not much, I'd say. I, I think you got guys like Lindor and Alonzo who, you know, to give them credit, they have driven in a lot of runs so far this year. But, I mean, Lindor's batting like 215. Yeah, Lindor. 
Oh, Alonzo's been fine. Lindor and Marte have been their two biggest problems offensively. And the reason why I don't say Canna or Catcher or whatever, you know, when you look down the bottom of the orders, because I don't expect a lot from Vogelback, Canna, or the catching spot, especially with Narvaez out. So it's Lindor and Marte who you expect a lot from, and they haven't gotten that production. Yeah, and and Canna and Escobar, I think they're on, when they signed last year, it was like two-year deals, so they'll be gone after this year anyway. I mean... Brett Beatty is going to be the future third baseman. We hope. Um, you know the thing. Well, he's the th- he's the current third baseman. I mean, Beatty's going to be the guy now. So it's just a matter of when you could start moving him up that order. Maybe he could be the five hitter to protect Pete Alonso eventually. I don't know if that's going to happen this year or not. But you know, Beatty looks major league ready, and even defensively, he's done a nice job so far. He is their everyday third baseman. That's not going to change. Yeah, and you know, you, you brought a Vogel back, and it's not that I dislike the guy. It's just that. You know, I'm not trying to go down this this road, but you know, you look at his size and you put him on the base path. Like it, it just, I don't know, it doesn't really fit. Um, I, I think Steve Cohen, and I'll just end it here. I think if Steve Cohen wants to be successful in this league, he really needs to take a page out of what the Braves are doing because those guys are locking up their young players, and they're going to be good for years to come. Wh- which is fine. The, the the Mets are going to do that eventually, Tom. That's kind of and thank you for the call. And that's kind of what I was trying to remind you that we're still very early on in the AC Mets after Cohen. They're building this thing from the ground up as far as the farm system and all all of that, the minor leagues, the drafting, the development, um, you know, the development of these players. How many coaches go into that? The analytics departments, all these different things that we're not seeing now. The stuff that we do see, Steve Cohen is trying to overcompensate for what was happening before. Where you look at this, the Mets don't have the young players, certainly the young pitchers, coming to make an impact. So they had to go out there and sign expensive guys. And if you're going to invest a lot of money, why not do it in Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander? Seemed like a great idea to me. Now the risk you run is that Scherzer and Verlander aren't the same anymore. Maybe they don't have it. Jose is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Jose? Yo, what's up, Sal? How are you, Jose? Amazing. Did you see Did you see the ink game tonight? Yes. What the heck? Why did they bring in Clay Holmes after my nacho retiring five? Uh, I don't have a good game? answer for that. Yeah, Boone, and Boone didn't have a good answer for that either. His answer was basically so that Holmes hell? is coming. Well, that's he, he said Holmes is What happened? It's not, it's, not, it's not right. Like, I'm watching the whole game. Inning by inning, waiting for the W, and then Boone just screws it up, injures Bader, injures Prata. Well, they, they did get the win, and Boone didn't injure, did, injure anybody. Did. But there's no right. reason why everybody should look away from him because they got the win, right? He screwed it up. Well, he didn't screw it up because they got the win, and thanks for the call, Jose. I'm not sure what's going on in the background there, but I appreciate you taking the time to call. No, Boone didn't have a good answer after the game. He basically just said, well, Holmes was coming in either way, whether it was there, whether it was the next inning, which would have been the 10th. I, I don't understand that answer that I saw uh, in the post game. The only thing I could think of is that Boone, and you know he's done this before, two things. He can't wait to get to the next guy in the pen. He can't wait. It's like he just, he's got to have it now. Oh, yeah, this guy did this great job. He's doing a good job, but I got to get to that next guy in the pen because... 
of the lanes. He always talks about the lanes. Well, we liked him in that lane against this guy or that guy. And I was assuming that Boone, because he went to Holmes there, which made no sense if you're watching the game with your eyes and not with the you know, data book open, which is why I joke and call him a data applicator as opposed to a manager. A manager leaves Marinaccio in the ballgame. A data applicator goes, well, Clay Holmes is supposed to come in and be a good matchup for Miles Straw. Let's go to him because this is his lane. What the hell is that? Uh, I just don't get it. And this has been a problem of Aaron Boone's since he's taken over. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Mets, Yanks, whatever else is on your mind on this soon-to-be Thursday morning. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 